I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect the miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. Good to have you today, and I'm very excited about today's program because I have someone that uh, we've seen on television for years now doing a great job on Fox and Friends, a uh, wonderful program, and we've had a lot of uh, the you know Fox broadcasters on Life Today over the years, recently Pete Hegseth, uh, but today I have Ainsley Earhart, and uh, if you ever watch Fox and Friends, you, you know her smiling face and her joyful countenance. She is just a... a a great presence on, on television, and she's done something very special that's close to her heart. And I think it's really critical, given the way that culture is going these days, because it's a little weird out there. But she's bringing us back to some very basic, healthy things uh, to put into the lives of your children, your grandchildren, uh, those you come in, in contact with. And so I'm excited to have her. The book is called I'm So Glad you were born uh and i love the subtitle celebrating who you are because that identity in children uh is very important and as adults we i think have a responsibility to instill i would say uh, a godly identity into children but we'll talk about that appreciate you guys watching hitting like share follow subscribe and ainsley wonderful to have you on life today live Oh, Randy, it's so good to be here. Thank you for considering me as a guest on your show. I'm really delighted to be here, and thank you for talking about this book. Oh, yeah, well, it wasn't a hard decision. They said, would you like Ainsley Earhart? And I said, yes, what will we be talking about? <laughs> it's great to have you. So, but this book in particular, um, I mean, as a mother, obviously, you, you have a heart for children, but walk us through a little bit of what you're trying to communicate in this. So when I was growing up on my birthday, my mom would say, I'm so glad you were born. And so when I got the job on Fox and Friends, I started saying that. And I remember it was Steve Ducey, my co-anchor's birthday. And I said, I'm so glad you were born. And everyone just laughed in the studio. And I said, I know it sounds odd, but my mom, we grew up saying that in our house. But if you really think about it, it means your life is valued and you have made such a difference in the lives of so many people, Steve. I just want you to know, I am so glad that you were born and this day is special because it was, it's your birthday. So that's kind of how it all came to be. Steve has written some cookbooks and his wife has helped him with that. And she text messages him throughout the show saying that was a great point, Steve, or I love this, mm -hmm. or I love that. And she said, tell Ainsley for her next children's book. That's the name of her book. She should, she should call it. I'm so glad you were born. That should be the title. So um, years went by and we pitched it to a publisher, to the publisher, and they loved it. So here we are. And this has been in the works for several years, but I'm a mom now and um, I'm so just in love with my daughter. And she is the first thing that I just can't wait to, to get home and open up the door. And she runs into my arms every day and we hug and I pick her up. And it's just been so wonderful to be a mom. And I struggled with getting pregnant. And then um, we just had, you know, our struggles throughout that process. And then I had this baby girl in my arms. And um, I remember my dad seeing me in the recovery room. And he said, how could anybody not believe in God when they see a precious baby like this? And we were ooing and eyeing over, you know, his grandchild and my baby. And she's just been such a blessing to me. She's such a joy. And I want children that 
children that grow up like Randy, you and I might have, where we knew we were loved and we grew up in a, I don't, I don't know the details of your story, Randy, but um, you have faith in God. And I just want children all around the world to hear this message and know that God does has a, have a purpose and a plan for you and you are special and we are all glad you were born. And, you know, that sounds a little simple, but it actually is profound. And, you know, my, my dad, his mother was, uh, she, she conceived him not out of her own choice. It was a forced situation. And mm-hmm. she sought an abortion. The doctor said no back in 1943. You know, mm-hmm. not, a, not a common thing. Right. I was adopted at birth. I was an unwanted oh. pregnancy. Uh, wow. And you had difficulty uh, in, in getting pregnant. It, in today's culture, where we seem to snuff out the life of children so easily and thoughtlessly, being born is kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. And um, I just, I know, I remember when I was holding Hayden, I thought, gosh, I could never make the decision to give up a child now, now that I'm a mom. And and I know that people have difficult choices. Your mom, um, bless her heart for all that she probably went through, your biological mom, right, but right. the mom that raised you is the mom that loved you and wanted you. And um, I have so many friends that are having difficulty getting pregnant or have tried for adoption. I was posting a picture of a little baby in Ukraine that actually she was in Poland. She had been transported to Poland after the war. And one of my friends who's Polish, she went over to help with the orphanages. And I had so many people write me and say they wanted that baby because it's so hard to adopt a baby in America. And um, these children are just valued. And that little girl has a purpose. And I don't know... I don't know what happened to that baby. I, I need to ask my friend. She said that they're holding off on adoptions there right now because of just trafficking and they want to make sure the parents are not going to come back for those children. And and if they don't, then they'll focus on adoption. They were just focusing on getting the kids safe and in the hospital or wherever they needed to be. And so I just thought, gosh, these little children can make so many parents happy here in America if they if their parents don't come back for them in, in Poland. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and <laughs> adoption's a whole other issue that needs to be addressed. But I, I'm curious because as a believer, uh, I have four children. They're all in their 20s now. But when my children were born, I, I felt like I got a little bit more of a glimpse of God's heart towards me. Did you Definitely. experience some of that? Definitely. Definitely, because I know how much I love my own child. Mm-hmm. How much more does he love us? He loves us even more than that. That's so hard for me to even imagine. And we have conversations about that in our house that, you know, Jesus, God and Jesus are number one and mommy's number two or daddy's number two or three or whatever it is, because we want her to be raised looking to God always because I'm a sinner. I'm going to make mistakes as a parent, but God and Jesus never do. And so, um, you do feel that way as a parent. My goodness, if I love her this much, how much more does she love me? If I can forgive her for, you know, not going to bed at night or, um, you know, it's nine o'clock and she wants more milk or she wants more snacks or she wants whatever. And I am frustrated at that point because I have to wake up so early in the morning and I have to study for my show. But um, those moments, I'm reminded that no matter what issues we have within the walls of this apartment, uh, she is so loved, loved beyond measure. And every single thing I do for her, for in my life now, I do for her. 
and it teaches you to be selfless, but you want to be selfless. You want to give everything that you can to this child, your time, your love. You want to teach them from the alphabet to the sight words to learning to read. And that's the stage where we are right now. You want to do everything for that child to give them a better life than you had. And you love them so much more than you love yourself. And that is a small glimpse of the way God looks at us. Mm, yeah, it is. And now, is uh, Hayden your first? Hayden's my only. Your only. She's six and a half. How's it going right. as a working mother? Because you, you don't just have a job. You have a very demanding job. I do. I do. You know, Hayden and I have this conversation all the time. She'll say, you know, mama, I wish you could take me to school. And I'll say, baby, I wish I could take you to school. And there's some days I can, like I'm taking off um, one day for something that she has at school this week. And I, I do have that luxury in my job. If I need to take off, I can when it's something that's a priority or something that's extremely important. But her daddy takes her to school every day. I pick her up. I have the afternoons with her. And working the morning show is wonderful because the majority of my day, my daughter's sleeping. So it's it's great because I just miss that little chunk of breakfast and taking her to school. But she gets that time with her daddy, which she needs to. And um and I have the rest of the day with her. And when she was a baby, before she was even in preschool, I had all day long with her. So we were in music classes together and piano classes together or, you know, just going to lunch together. She's with me all the time. We're rarely apart unless she's in school or at camp um, during the summers. She does a little sports camp during the day. But um, it's just been my schedule actually works perfectly. I'm a single mom and um, and I'm a full time working mom, but the schedule works great. I don't require a lot of sleep by the grace of God. I think he created me what my job was going to be because I've always worked mornings or overnights. And so then I have my day with my daughter and it works out. It works out perfectly. But we do have those conversations of mommy can't be there all the time. But the reason that I can't be there in the morning is because I have I have a responsibility. I'm a mommy and I have to pay for this apartment and I have to pay for um, if you get a doll baby, I have to pay for that mm-hmm. or you know, Christmas presents I pay for, and it takes a lot to, you know, to, to run the ship. And so I want her to understand that if I go to work, I get money. And then that money goes to help her have a better life. It will help her pay for her school, help her pay for her college, help us to bless the lives of other people and give back to the church and the community. So I think it's an important lesson for her to learn. And we, we, she gets an allowance on Fridays and she gets that allowance because she's helped out around the house. And there's an incentive. If you're a good girl, there's an incentive. If you do what you're told, there's an incentive. If you do your chores, very similarly to what we're doing with our jobs, we get paid if we show up and we do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all those things are getting a lot more expensive lately. Seems right. like <laughs> takes more and more over time, right? Yeah, I want to. I want to point to the subtitle of this again: celebrating who you are. And I know you talk about this on 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 Fox. You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> a divisive issue these days. It's a weird issue these days. Some I, I've just had some conversations this weekend with some some longtime friends of mine who uh, have a child who is she is now considered non-binary and i'm like i i i I, some of this identity stuff just baffles me at times but it's it's very real what Mm -hmm. i mean when you're looking at your daughter you're like you've got to be a little concerned that, that the world get their claws into her and so you're making an effort to teach her who she is uh what do you what do you see with all this identity stuff 
what we say on air, and, and I believe this, is um, let our teachers teach them math and English. We are not even proficient in these subjects. Pre-COVID, we were not. And now we've fallen behind even more, the experts are telling us on our show. So if we focus on those subjects, let the parents teach their children at home whatever their belief system is. For us, we're Christians. I send my daughter to a Christian school. She's learning Christian teachings and Christian values, which is difficult in New York City. This is such a liberal city, and I love everybody here. And um, it's a tough issue as a Christian because I want to love everybody, but I also have my beliefs and what the Bible says is the truth, but yet you want to, to love and love and love. And so these are difficult issues. Thankfully, we don't have these conversations in my household. Um, my daughter just walked in. Hey, baby girl, will you go back there, please? Will you go in your playroom? Just give me a little privacy, please. We're talking about some tough issues. You're, you're welcome um, to have her on the show. I mean, you can bring her up. <laughs> you want to say hi? Okay, come say hi. Hello. <laughs> Say hi. This is Mr. Randy. Can you say hi? Hello. Say hi. We're still in pajamas because we don't start school. We haven't started. We're not. We don't have school today. So <laughs> nice. We're still in our pajamas. Um, but we, you know, she's six. So thankfully, we don't have those kinds of conversations yet. <laughs> yes, oh yeah. Well, but you shouldn't be. I mean, some, to. some of the schools. Some of the schools to. are. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And we go. You know, a lot of my friends are sending their schools to to some of these. Um, really great academic schools here in New York that are really left-leaning, and um, that's just not where we chose to, to send our daughter. Yeah, it baffles me that so many educated people can be not too bright because some things are pretty basic and obvious. Let me ask you a question. Would you have her sitting there next to you? What do you, what do you want for that little girl? I want her to be happy. I want her to love Jesus. She accepted Jesus when she was five years old, and I want her to love everybody, be a really good person, always try to be righteous, which means do the right thing. I want her to know that she's loved and that God has a big purpose and a plan for her life, and through Christ, he strengthens us. The Bible says that um, through I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means anything. She can do anything because Christ is going to give her the strength for it, even when it's a hard time. Or a good time. I want her to go to school. And what, what's our rule? When she goes to school, we always say, what are we going to do today? We're going to make a difference in somebody's, in somebody's life. So we always want it. Well, when I pick her up from school, we'll have conversations about what did you do to make a difference in someone's life today? And it might be, I asked a little girl to play with me on the playground because she didn't have any friends that were playing with her at that moment. I'm really proud of her. She has a really sweet heart, Randy. And um, she's just good to the core. She's sensitive. So sometimes um, she can get her feelings hurt, which I understand. I was the same way growing up. So we have conversations about how to handle if she's left out or she feels left out. Oftentimes when we're sensitive as children, you're, they don't intentionally want to leave you out, especially at that age. Girls are, are so inclusive. It's just, they might be running in a pack of on the playground and Hayden feels left behind and she might just need to run faster to catch up with the little girls and, and play with them. Sometimes we've dealt with some girls, some some not so nice little girls, but there <laughs> are friends and the moms are friends with me. So we have conversations about that sometimes. Or if we have play dates and I hear Hayden, maybe, um, you know, maybe not including someone, we'll just remind her to do that. And she doesn't do it intentionally, but we're really proud of her. And she's very smart, Randy. Uh, I, I, You know what? I can tell she's loved. 
and, and that that goes a long, long ways. It covers a multitude of missing the mark, you know. Yes. So we don't have to be perfect as book, parents. Tell tell Mr. Randy. Tell him in the book what what your favorite part is. Is it the dance party? Will you tell him what we do? What do we do in our household? We're a little shy too. <laughs> it's it's right on the front cover of the book. Hayden loves this. We put it on the cover because this is really our life at home. We have a big Tupperware container and it's full of children's instruments. And we sometimes go in the kitchen, sometimes in the den. And we run around, we we crank the music up, depending on what our favorite song is at that time in our life. And we have dance parties, don't we, Hayden? Sometimes with our friends. Yeah, we have a good time. But it talks about just having fun with your kids and letting them know not just that they're loved, but have fun with them and enjoy these moments because they're fleeting. They grow up so quickly and it's so cliche and we hear that. But you know, with old four older children, did you have the dance parties, Randy? <laughs> We, we still have them. Actually, we were having them with my first grandson. He's 19, almost tw- about 20 oh. months. And we do, we literally have, we have dance parties. That's so cute. Videotape them because we did a montage on Fox and Friends one time of all the dance parties through the years. Oh, no. Aiden is a baby in my old apartment in the kitchen. And then um, during COVID, we lived out on Long Island. She's dancing in the den there and then in the kitchen uh, on the other side of this computer. Aiden wanted me to show you this page, Randy. Okay. Okay. What's that page? He says, now which one is you, Hayden? Are you the baby or is this you? This is me, that's you. And that's that's mama. Uh-huh. So we have children of all different hair color and skin color so that all the kids can relate and yeah. pick out which one might remind them of themselves. <laughs> I love it. I, I can promise you this. I I would gladly send you a video of my grandson dancing, and it's hilarious. Absolutely worth it. I will never, <laughs> ever send you any video of me dancing, period. That doesn't even go online. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. I'm with you. <laughs> but but you know what? Here here's here's an interesting point on that. It, it a lot of times, you know, especially in a culture where we don't a- approve of everything going on, we don't think it's healthy. We don't think it's it's good. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, Christians can be a little, they can be a little downer at times and harsh. But you ha- you have a dance party. I, I do think God wants us to celebrate and be happy and and enjoy the goodness that he's given in this life. It sounds like you've made a conscious effort to say we're going to celebrate not just our our children but the the good things in life despite all the things going around. Just despite the division in the country, despite the things that we don't agree with, we're going to be happy. We're going to have joy in our household. Is that something you've purposely done? So I when I was growing up, I wanted I used to always say I want my home to be an oasis. I wanted all the little girls to spend the night at my house. I I used to say I'm going to have really good food. I'm always going to have pizza and, you know, um, play the Disney movies or whatever that the little girls might want. And we're not at the age yet where we're doing spend the night parties, really, unless parents are there. Like we've had um, another couple spend uh, spend the night with their girls and they all slept and made a tent. But um, (laughs) we're not really doing that regularly yet. But I wanted my house to be an oasis and just fun. And I, there's not, there's no yelling in the house. We, um, I believe in discipline, but thankfully I have a little girl that doesn't require a lot of it. Girls are easier than boys. I have a baby brother and I remember those years. But we, I'm also, I was 39 when, when I had her and I wanted a baby so badly that I think I looked at, I looked at being a parent differently than my parents did. My parents were stressed. I have the best parents in the world and they were so loving and fun, 
but they also were in jobs that my dad, especially in a job that wasn't his dream job, he had to quit coaching so that he could make more money because he wanted to send us to college and he worked his tail off and sometimes two or three jobs at a time to make extra money to pay for private school for my brother who needed a, a to go to a certain school. And then my sister who her college that she was accepted to was private. So that was expensive. So he was working all these extra jobs. And when I got the job at Fox and Friends, I remember calling him and saying, dad, all that hard work, it's paid off. Look, they just gave me my dream job and um, I want to help you and do whatever I can to make your life easier. But it was stressful. And um, as much fun as we had, there were times where it was hard and I didn't necessarily want to be there. I couldn't wait to go to college. And so I just said, as much as I love my parents and they were in their twenties, they were 21 when they got married, 22 when they had my sister, you know, they were young when they had all three of us and had no money, not a lot, at least I mean, God provided, but it was, we all shared rooms and it was a small home and they were loved their jobs, but they weren't making a lot. Mom was a teacher. Dad was a coach. And then dad got a job as a salesman for one of his teams, um, one of his players, dads, but it wasn't necessarily always easy. And so, and I remember when the garage door would break, it was like, it was like the worst thing that could have ever happened. Cause where are we going to find the money to do this? So I think I waited to have a child a long time. And maybe that's why I had some difficulty in the beginning but I really wanted to have enough money where it wasn't, I didn't have a stressful life because New York is very expensive. And so that probably factored into it. I love my life and God has blessed me so much. And I know a lot of people watching are in that state where my mom and dad were, but if you can take a step back and know that your children are going to model, either they're going to go the opposite direction or they're going to be just like, they're going to have a home just like that. So make it an oasis for them, a safety net for them. So when they go to college, they love coming home and, you know, cook them their favorite foods. It's okay to do that. You know, when we were growing up, it was like, you had to eat whatever we cooked and you had to finish your plate. And I know that that's our mindset, but you could just say, okay, you don't like the peas. You don't have to have those, but I really want you to have a vegetable. Can you have some avocado or some broccoli? That's kind of what we do in our house. I know it's, I know I'm, I'm not holier than thou. I'm not the best mom, but I just know what works for us. And I only have one, so it's easier, but I just want her to, I want her to know she's heard. I want her to know that her opinion matters, that we make decisions as a family. It's not just I'm your mom. And that's why we, her opinion matters to me. You know, if she wants to go do something that's really special for her, her friends seen a play, then we'll save our money and we'll go see this play because it's special. It's important to her. So, and I love it. I remember, remember when we'd ask our moms if we could have spend the night company or we could have play dates and they would say, no, it's not a good day. She asked me, it's very rare, right? Hayden, that I will say no, because I want the kids to want to come over. I want them. I'd rather her be here. Right. And I'm seeing them and I'm talking to her, her friends. So I know what they're, what they're like. And I want to know her friends and everything she does matters to me. And, you know, sometimes I might forget to check my email or I might miss a work text, but it's going to be there when it's time for me to go to bed and I'll get back to that person. Um, I try to be good about it because I am in the news business, but she's my priority right now. And for 39 years, I put the news business first, basically. And or for a big chunk of that. So she's my priority. And I think she knows that I want her to know that. Yeah, And, you know, I 
parenting, we, we, we could go down the, the road of all the different styles and philosophies of parenting. Right. And at the end of the right. day, in a lot of ways, you're, the two of you are growing together. And you're figuring yeah. it out as you go along. And like you say, you'll, you'll make mistakes. And some people will be criticize you for this or that or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you love her and she knows that you love her, the mistakes will become less important. Uh, right. You know, uh, the, especially the, the little day-to-day kind of things. Because mm-hmm. it's the, the love, the love, I mean, Jesus said love one another. I mean, he said it multiple times. It's in the scripture so many times that, I don't know, we get hung up a lot of times on, you know, this is how you should do it. This is what you should and shouldn't do. And, you know, you should make them eat their peas, right? Right. Love your children. Love one another. I think you'll you'll be fine. Yeah. The greatest <laughs> of this is love. Yeah. I remember when I said, what am I, I was worried about being a parent. Am I going to be a good parent? What if I'm too lenient? What if I'm too strict? What if I'm this? What if I'm that? And I remember the scripture, the greatest of this, of these is love. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then I think God will provide the answers. Yeah. And he'll cover like, you know, the scripture says love covers a multitude of sins. It doesn't mean that it, it excuses them or hides them. In other words, it's like if you make a mistake love. with you, with your yeah. child, the love will you know smooth it out. You'll be okay. Ainsley and Hayden Earhart. I appreciate both of you being on the program today. Surprise Thank you guest. so much, Randy. We <laughs> appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And, uh, Is there anything else we need to know about the book? Oh, no. I mean, comes, it's, it's out now. It came out at the end of September. I'm so glad you were born. It's an I apostrophe M. Um, if you want to get one and share it with someone who really needs it, a child maybe who doesn't know that they're loved or your grandchild or um your own child, whatever it is, baby shower, birthday present, they make great gifts. But I am so glad all of you were born. Randy, thank you. Uh, you're you're so special, and you're reaching such a big audience for Christ. And I appreciate you. You can check out uh, all the stuff that Ains has got going on at ainsleye.com, and you can get the book wherever you get books. And, of course, you can watch uh, Fox and Friends every day, Monday through Friday. You're on Monday through Friday? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, and, sir. And, and good weekend programs, too, but Ainsley has to spend a little time with her daughter. So I do. And thanks for having Pete Hexeth on. He wrote a great book. He's a phenomenal guy. Wrote a book about education. I know you've had him on recently. Yeah. He's our one of our weekend anchors. Really smart, talented guy. Yeah. Good, good friend of mine. Good people. We'll keep up the good work. We do appreciate you being out there in the world. We're doing uh, it together. We're doing it together for Christ. Doing it together. All right. And I appreciate you guys out there watching. Hit share, hit like, hit follow, hit subscribe, and come back. We'll see you again next time here on Life of Jesus Christ of Nazareth loves you so very much. And if Jesus loves you so very much, surely you are ready now to believe him, to receive him, and to receive the healing from body, mind, and soul.